Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Sparks, host of the new podcast, The One Recipe, from the team behind The Splendid Table. This pod is all about that one recipe that you lean on. The one you share with friends, the one you make when you need a little love, and the one you know will work every single time. Every week, I talk with chefs and gifted cooks from all over the world about their one and the story behind it. We're here to help you build your kitchen library one dish at a time. Follow The One Recipe wherever you get your podcasts. The world is a dumpster fire. I'm Amy. And I'm Grace. And we want to help. And fair warning, our help comes with some strong language attached because we grown, y'all. So, you know, prepare yourselves. As a reflex to the fucking madness on the news, we're keeping it positive, uplifting, but opinionated. We talk about cultural moments we love. Talk to people we adore. Crushes we have. And self-care we stand. During these trying times, we all need a show that focuses on joy. This is The Antidote. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week in the final days of America. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the end is now. The end is Right here. Uh, yeah, I think it's a wrap, wrap, wrap. I'm just trying to figure out which country I'm going to escape to. Exactly. But, uh, you know, for now, uh, we are here. And welcome to all you lovely listeners uh, to yet another episode. Yeah, it's exhausting to be here. And no further proof of that than I went to my first comedy show. Guys, like, just like Grace, I fucking love live comedy. I love stand-up I love being in the energy of a theater where we all agree that this is funny. I just love that feeling. <laughs> and I went to my first comedy show since the pandemic, like literally mm. two and a half years, my very first show this week. And I fucking fell asleep. <laughs> oh, baby. I fell oh, the sweet. fuck asleep. I was so tired. I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. Oh, I hope you were to where it could be seen. Girl, I was in the front row. <laughs> we got in and the place was packed. And I was like, oh, no. And they told us our seats. I, I did not intend to buy front row seats. I don't. I they We didn't know we had front row seats. They just oh my put God. us in the front row. And I was like, first of all, I never want to be in the front row of a comedy show ever. You don't want to be in the direct eye line of the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> they make you part oh of the show. God. What you what you think about this joke? I'm like, I don't want that energy. And then there wow. I was, and it was freezing in the theater, and I had to put my sweater on sweater on me like a blanket. And, and then, then you're so warm and comfy. <laughs> <laughs> you should have left that sweater off, girl. So you could have stayed awake. You should have froze. Oh, um so let me tell you guys, um so my friend Amy, um, this she she has this affliction. Um, I think it's because she works so hard, but she she does she has been known to fall asleep um, yeah, when sitting still. It's true. It's <laughs> just true. in general, just yeah, sitting still. Like sometimes she'll be like, "Come over, Grace," and I'm like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> she's like, no, come over. We'll watch like, something. It's after like, 8 p.m. We'll watch nothing. And I'm just like, "We'll watch something." Um, okay, I can fall asleep anywhere. I really get it from my dad. My dad is a sleepy king, and I am his sleepy princess. I can fall asleep. <laughs> I've fallen asleep at parties. I've fallen asleep at nightclubs. I've fallen asleep at the bar with a drink in my hand. I've fallen asleep in every lift ride I've ever taken. <laughs> and, and the thing is, 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 you know, I do tease her, but I am jealous because uh, I, getting me to sleep is a whole science project. It's like I have to have the temperature just so. I have to be under a weighted blanket. I have to take special gummies. Like, 
there's so much that has to happen for me to sleep, and I cannot sleep on in airplanes. I cannot sleep anywhere in public. Now that we just talked about sleep, now it's time to talk about being awake to the woes of the world. Oh my god! Uh, so you know we can't have the antidote if we don't have something to have an antidote from. Starting now, up top with our one and only bummer news this week. Roe v. Wade was overturned. Um, If you are sentient in America, you know this. And it's a bummer because without Roe v. Wade, approximately half of U.S. women are now stripped of their right to choose how they want to handle their bodies and their pregnancies. It's just heartbreaking because I feel like this is going to affect the women that don't have the resources to go somewhere else. So there are some politicians, some states that are saying, you could come here and we'll help you. Uh, get the health care you need, uh, the abortion that you need. But it's sort of like it's already such, you know, to make the decision is um, a thing that someone has to do. And then to think about like having to leave, like, can somebody come with you? Are you now faced with going to a whole other state by yourself and um, doing this on your own? Uh, it, It just seems like really callous and terrible. Uh, to have to like go to a whole other place to get the health care you need. Like that's so distressing. And a lot of women are not going to have the money to do that. Criminalizing abortion doesn't mean that abortions will stop. It means safe, mm. legal abortions will stop. Abortions have existed since babies have existed. So yeah. there will always be people who either choose or necessarily have to, for health reasons, end a pregnancy. And the idea that making it illegal will actually stop the practice is st- stupid. It's just stupid. And it's meant to actually stop women and people with uteruses from having the right to choose what they do with their own bodies. It is not a religious act to say, like, they have tried to conflate it with religion to say, like, oh, a heartbeat starts at three hours. You see the baby's head go back and it screams during an abortion. They say these crazy things to get the religious right on their side, but that's not why they're doing this. It's anti-feminist and anti-woman and anti-women with or people with uteruses to even begin to say, like, we deserve, as a, a group of men who decide what happens in America, we deserve to decide what you do with your bodies. It's not religion that's doing this. It's power. It's a need yeah. for power. And it's wild because the thing is, is that, you know, all these men that are like, don't, don't, um, don't get an abortion. I'm just like, you want to have sex, don't you? Yeah. You want to have sex? Yeah. Then, you know, that that's what I'm saying. Like, you're participating in this too. Like you want to, you want to have sex, don't you? Yeah, so you want, sometimes you child support. That's what yeah. You, you know, sometimes that sex is what leads to pregnancy. So yeah. like, you know, this affects you guys too. <laughs> like you want to be taking care of like 15 kids. Yeah. You, know, you want to be the next future? For, you know what <laughs> You want to be the next Nick Cannon? Because <laughs> you know, they're coming after contraception next. Uh, so I, I don't know, maybe women of America, we should try to Lysistrata. <laughs> Stop having sex with these dudes. Stop having sex with them. Because uh, you never know. Because that's what puts you in the situation that you might get persecuted and prosecuted. Because some of these states are now having laws that if if you do get an abortion, like it's considered murder and you're going to go to jail. So, you know, the only way uh, to completely stop it is to stop having sex. 
So maybe we should stop having sex. Maybe we should. But it's also wild to me to assume that contraception, that people only take contraception to stop pregnancy. I take contraception because I have fibroids and studies have shown that having a regular period can slow the growth of fibroids. And like, Mm -hmm. fibroids suck. You have to have surgery for that. I've already had fibroid surgery. And so I take contraception for that. Lots of women have irregular periods. And how are you supposed to family plan or plan to not get pregnant if you're period isn't regular. So people take contraception for that. It's not just like, let me make sure I don't have a baby. Like there are also things that as a woman, it's hard to be a woman. And sometimes all of these tools and practices are to help us be people. Um, So the fact that Clarence Thomas has also wrote a concurring opinion that says that next he's coming for same-sex marriage, same-sex relationships and contraception is a real bummer, y'all. Yesterday we, you know, I'm in a writer's room right now and and we talked a little bit about it in the room. And what I said yesterday is just like, I've been protesting since I was 19. Like I yeah. went to a school that had an affirmative action case. And so yeah. I had to start protesting since I was 19. I like made calls for Al Gore. I like made calls for Obama. I like canvassed. I vote right. I donate. I do so mm-hmm. much. Then mm-hmm. you elect, you know, these Democrats and a lot of them aren't doing anything and they're like oh give us seven dollars so we can fucking like beat someone in November I was like you have the house and the senate and the white house you can do something now the women cannot wait until fucking November I read this tweet yesterday um it's Leah M. Willingham um wrote the Mm -hmm. tweet it says the clinic staff The only abortion clinic in West Virginia is no longer performing abortions as of today. Roe has never been enough, but in states like West Virginia, it was the only thing protecting abortion access. The clinic staff spent Friday canceling appointments of 60 to 70 patients scheduled for abortions in the upcoming weeks. Some patients broke down and could not speak through their sobbing. Some patients were stunned and didn't know what to say. Some patients did not understand. So those 60 to 70 women... I can't wait till November. They can't wait till November. They can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta, you guys have to do something now. We elected you. We already elected you Democrats because guess what? The Republicans have told us who they were the entire time Democrats. You know, with the the notable exceptions of Maxine Waters and AOC and Ayanna Presley, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. Like, with the exception of those angels, the rest of y'all aren't doing enough. The rest of you guys yeah. are not doing enough. So why don't you take the power that we already gave you two years ago mm-hmm. and do something to uh, help the women that need health care? It's health Yeah, it's health care. It's health care. I also just want to mention that there are states that had trigger laws on the books that basically was like, if Roe v. Wade is ever struck down, it immediately applies to our state. Um, Some have been in place for as long as 17 years. It goes back to that just-in-case laws that we talked about. Like, they make laws that are just-in-case things go our way or don't go our way. And so there are these states that have these trigger laws. The states are Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, my fucking home state of Texas, Oklahoma, and Wyoming. Um, So abortion will 
in some of these states, it's already illegal as of Friday, as of last Friday when this passed, and then some within weeks it will trigger. Um, so if you're in those states and you need human care, health care, if you need care for your body, uh, start driving, ho, because you can come to California, you can come to New York, um, phone a friend, get out of there and do what you need to do before going back to the place that is supposed to be your home and the place where you're supposed to be safe. Because unfortunately in America, a person with a uterus is not always safe. You know, I, I just finished dragging Democrats, but I guess you got to vote mm. for them because at least they're not the ones <sighs> trying to do this. But um, but I guess you got you can vote, you can donate, you can go to a protest. I plan on going to a protest this week. Um, so there are things you can do. Well, let's talk about hope just a little bit because you know us here at the Antidote. We don't want to just live in the sadness. Um, one hopeful thing is that Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill Friday that immediately protects abortion providers in California from liability when caring for patients traveling from areas where the procedure is now banned or access is narrow. Um, Gavin Newsom also announced that California is going to pass a state constitutional amendment protecting a woman's right to an abortion. It'll be on the ballot this November. So, like, motherfuckers, get out and vote. Voting actually matters. And even though it feels very often like it doesn't, it is these local elections state elections that actually do make a difference at higher levels. So please, mm -hmm. please get out and vote in November if you live in California. Um, also, there's an organization called Plan C, which you can find at plancpills.org, um, which will send abortion pills to be accessed online and used at home. Over half of all abortions in the U.S. are done with an at-home abortion pill, which this organization has called, quote, medically safe and effective up to 11 weeks, end quote. So learn more at plancpills.org. Um, and then just for the people in the back who maybe are not looking for a solution in November or right now, just take care of yourself. Drink your water, call your person. It's a quote that I love from Heaven Nagatu. You can go to therapyforblackgirls.com, browngirlstherapy.com, informedimmigrant.com, all sites where you can help yourself and find ways to access mental health care, um, which is really Also important. our sponsor, BetterHelp. Exactly. They didn't yes. even pay for this ad, but literally yeah, go yeah. to betterhelp.com <laughs> backslash antidote and get 10% off of your first month of care. So guys, you need to take care of yourselves. When shit like this is mounting up and you're not feeling right in your head, like you're not supposed to do this alone. Seek out help. Um, we're in dark times and we need it. How are you feeling after this conversation, Grace? I'm feeling... Um anger, but righteous anger. It feels like yeah. a good anger to make change with. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I agree. Uh, I'm feeling, um, <laughs> I'll be honest and say I'm feeling a little hopeless. Um, mm. I've, I've never really, like really haven't really identified as like truly American my entire life. Like I'm always like my Nigerian identity has been stronger um, for most of my life. And when things like this happen, I almost feel like, like emotionally homeless, <laughs> like not actually homeless, yeah. but it's like, where is home for black women? Where is home for, um, yeah, women. just people who look <laughs> like me. And I yeah. don't know where it is. Maybe it's Ghana. Um, <laughs> people keep calling Ghana the Mecca. So maybe I'm going to move there. Uh, but yeah, I feel like emotionally wrecked and like, yeah, not okay. I feel not okay. Yeah, I, I can relate to that as someone who also comes from 
immigrant parents and who was taught since I was little that this is the best country in the world. It, it is not showing up that way right now. Mommy. So let's get into the antidote. Yeah, because we need it. So this is the segment where we tell you about the culture we consumed and things we did this week that made us feel better about the bummer news. Well, let's not even play in these games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, we have the same antidote this week. Yes, we do. Uh, we do. This one we <laughs> talked about. We usually don't discuss. I want people to know we usually don't discuss our antidotes in advance, but we did. And we had the same antidote. <laughs> yeah. So somebody uh, dropped me a text that um, Beyonce's song was coming out at midnight that night. And I was like, what? And so I was just like, I knew it. I knew when she, I knew when she like let us know so early about the album, there was some more stunts coming. You I said knew it. it. You I knew, it. knew that it wasn't just, oh, we're going to wait till J- July 29th. And the queen probably is still not done with us. But she dropped the most beautiful, melodic, perfect for this time, you know, dancing till the world ends type song called Break My Soul. Soul. And I got to say, yeah, our antidote this week is Beyonce's Break My Soul. And it there's something about, I think we're going to get a song a week, by the way. I have a feeling we're going to get a, a track a week. Until the oh release. God. That is we deserve what deserve. I feel in my spirit. No, we don't deserve. We're garbage. And yet, <laughs> the queen blesses us anyway. <laughs> but literally, the song, and it dropped early on title, guys. Support Black Businesses because I have titles. So I got the track six hours early. And I literally, like, started playing it and could not stop. And I was with a friend and they tried to talk to me. And I was like, shut up. I'm listening to Beyonce. <laughs> And if you go through the actual song, like, first of all, it starts off with this big Frida. So we should also give big Frida uh, her flowers. Big Frida. Because, big Frida. You know, big yes. Frida queen. that. So, you know, they came on the track and it's just like this hype, like bounce from the beginning. And then Beyonce, Beyonce comes in with her just beautiful la 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 la. And I'm oof, just like, oh, oof. give it. And then, you know, the the hook drops, you won't break my soul. Like, it's just so, like, that's what we need right now. The, like, there's so many things trying to break our soul, Beyonce. Yes. And, you know, you're trying to remind us that we still have the power to keep our vibrations high. And the song is just a fucking vibe. It's, like, dancey. Yes. It's, like, beautiful. And it, it's, like, vintage. It feels kind of, like... 90s in a way, like at the end, yeah. there's like a gospel choir, like giving me like Mariah, um, make it happen from the 90s. Like it's all like there's so many movements, so many styles that she's touching. She raps in it. Oh, I know. There was a Twitter user. I, I'm going to mispronounce. I think it's New Negro, but it's it's at N-E-U-E-N-E-G-R-O who said Beyonce gave us an anti-capitalist pro-gay summer anthem with vocals rapping a choir call and response and Frida, we really won. Hashtag break my soul. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I know. yes. She gave us everything we needed and literally the lyrics are unstoppable. When Big Frida comes in at the end and says, release your anger, release your mind, release your job, release the time, release your trade, release the stress, release the love, forget the rest. I'm like, I'm on. Yeah. I'm on it. It, I'm al- on it, it also feels it. like very, very like 
perfect anthem for Pride Month. And yeah. it's just, yeah. uh, you She's know, like, I, I love support, it. I support the girls. Yes. And, you know, we do too. So we're happy about that. And, and so it was just what I needed. And like, I've just been driving around every time in my car, I just put it on repeat. I rolled yeah, down the windi- windows and I'm just like, LA, you gonna hear this song. Um, so I'm just driving around. I put it on in my house, you know, when I've been feeling down about Roe versus Wade, just dance mm-hmm. around my house because not only is it a bop, it just is like, a message like she's almost giving us an affirmation you won't break my soul world you won't break my soul Clarence Thomas you won't break my soul you know whoever else is trying to come for us you know fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene you won't break my soul you know we're gonna win we're gonna win in the end that repetition is what we need to be repeating to ourselves so thank you Queen B um as always um for giving us something that we needed. Uh, Mm -hmm. It is a beautiful time um, to fight um, for the ideals of this country. Um, And I feel like this is a a reminder to, you know, in the midst of the fight and it's in the midst of all the things that we must do every day to like not get discouraged. You won't break my soul. We'll be back after the break. Okay, welcome back to The Antidote. We have a very special guest today. Who is it, Amy? Our guest today is an actor, fashion icon, and tall glass of water from the Dirty South, starring as Detective Tom Swift in the new Nancy Drew spinoff show, Tom Swift on the CW. Our guest plays the first openly gay black male superhero on television. This Cancer King has lived in Georgia and South Carolina, and he takes pride in his temple of a body. We've seen the gains on IG. Okay. Please welcome Tian Richards. Woohoo! First of all, thank you. I, I hope you is... don't mind that we objectified you right off the bat. <laughs> I'm here for it. That is my first intro, the best intro. The shit, that is the only intro I ever need. We'll send it um, to the New York Times. We'll send it to Glamour. We'll send yeah. it to GQ. If I ever drop a mixtape one day, like, be concerned if I'm dropping a mixtape, but that will be the intro to my future mixtape. Oh, yeah. And I'm come on, y'all got the facts and the info. I'm glad. You know, I'm done. I'm done. We do our research. We're, we're done right there. I'm good. I'm good to And go. listeners, what you cannot me. see is that, um, first of all, he has the most beautiful smile. Oh my and, God. Um, like I can't look right at him, actually. I know. It's very, it's it's a little, I feel attacked. Um, and also, he is wearing a vintage Mariah Carey uh, t-shirt. So, uh, I mean, would you, would you call yourself one of the lambs? Would you call yourself a lamb? Yes. Um, not by way of like, crazed fan, but mm, mm, mm-hmm. supporting my girl in her discography, giving her her songwriting yes. dues, because yes. the queen writes all her songs. Yes. And I love vintage Mariah. Peak Mariah to me was the Butterfly album. Thank you. Oh, oh my God. You just yeah. gave me chills. Um, that yeah. album was my childhood. Like I mm-hmm. was always running through the sprinklers <laughs> that album. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> Honey, the roof outside, like uh, my all. <laughs> uh, oh my god, outside and underrated. Oh, the roof. Come on, Grace, let them know. Anyway, uh, you are very impressive, Tian. But mm-hmm. we aren't here to talk about your many, many, many accomplishments. No. We are yeah. here 
to get deep. Yeah, let's Ooh. check in first. Okay. How are you feeling today? Okay. Like for real, not small talk. Is anything weighing on you? Anything making you feel great today? Thank you. Uh, y'all know I'm a cancer, as you guys already mentioned. So uh-huh. I'm always talking about my feelings. No, today <laughs> is calm. I feel mellow. Um, I haven't worked out yet. So, you know, I got to go get my body and mind together. But no, mm. woke up, ate some good food, did some ADR, um, meditated, talked to my person. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, talked to my mom. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah. And i just been really in a... In an introspective place, just with everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've been reading um, All About Love by Bell Hooks. That's really <gasps> I love that. She's uh, a lot a of queen, our rest in power. Yes. Yeah. A, a visionary. Mm-hmm. Yes. So gratitude and introspection has definitely been the theme of this uh, this time in my life. I'm about to be a new age in a couple of weeks, in like two weeks. Uh-huh. 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 Birthday boy. Well, I love that. I mean, let's keep the good vibes going then, you know? We need that right now. So this show is called The Antidote because, you know, we all need different antidotes to deal with the bullshit of life. And um, if 2022 (laughs) has done anything, it's just like punch us all in the face uh, real quick. Uh, So uh, what is your antidote? In other words, what is something non-work-related that's bringing you joy this week or this month or this year? I would say good food and community, like mm. your friend group. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's been a good thing. Just having good people and good energy around you and sharing it over a good meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because just it's that mix of culture and family. Um, I always say my dream is to like have my own version of like Eat, Pray, Love or High on the Hog. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yes. I want to go on that for myself. So I want to take like a nice excursion around the world and- you know, meet different people, go back to my homeland. You know, I'm from Trinidad, mm-hmm. so. Oh, yeah. oh, um, yes. Yeah. My Caribbean yeah, brother. We, Trin- we spoke about this. Yeah, we talked about, uh, I'm from Guyana, you're from Trinidad. And I yes. actually do, uh, my um, my sister lives in Trinidad currently, so. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, well, well what, what, you- not to get too deep, but what part? Wherever the convent is at, she's a nun, my sister. <laughs> she's in the convent. Mm-hmm. Is there the a convent? convent Do you at? know of a convent Y'all, in Trinidad, Jen? I'm sorry. I just blew my fucking wig back. This is a nun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love this for all yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. Like, Caribbean sister uh, act. Like, list, list, oh. listeners, <laughs> listeners, I have... I have a sister who's a nun, yes. Sister uh, Marie Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> well... Tian, you said you like good food. So do do you cook or do you are you uh, enjoying it or both? I don't cook, won't mm-hmm. cook. Um, it's not my ministry. No, I understand. Um, don't worry, mine. you in the right yeah. group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, if I have to survive, I will pick up my phone and I will order DoorDash or Postmates yes, mm-hmm. or my favorite Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. my cooking, I always say if I can eat somebody else's food and be like, this is better than mine, like I, sh- I shouldn't be doing this. And I've, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I don't cook. But I, I love to indulge in everybody else's food. That's well, if good loving. food is one part of your favorite antidote, what are some of the mm-hmm. meals that, like, if someone made for you, you're like, you really get me. You know what I'm into. You like me. Ooh, okay. Any type of, like, grilled and seasoned chicken. I like different mm-hmm. flavors. I like mm-hmm. wings, you know. Mm-hmm. So you black is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm black as hell, but I love a good chicken wine, you know what I'm saying? But that real Atlanta yeah, shit. Chicken. 
Love chicken over here. Chicken. Because we met over chicken. I mean, okay, okay. Uh, Seasoned grilled chicken uh, is what you said uh, Um, before I started with my tomfoolery. Um, Yes, I love. We love tomfoolery. I'm a, I'm a, I love a good dessert. You can yes. always get me with like, I have a mean sweet tooth. Um, I like to consider myself a donut connoisseur. <gasps> Ooh. So do you have a place oh, yeah. in LA that you really love? Yeah. I have a place in every city, love every city. Oh, okay. I um, want to hear LA, Atlanta, New York. What are your donut spots? If you remember boom. off the top okay, of so, your head, it's okay. If you oh, off the dome. Let's go. And okay. I can also bring you on a great donut tour okay. in LA. Okay. You have to go to California Donuts in Koreatown. Ooh. You have to go to SK Donuts by the Grove. Yes, SK. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. I am writing this um, down. Donuts <laughs> California Donuts. Voodoo and uh at City SK. Walk. They're great. Yes, yes, Voodoo. Uh-huh. 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 If I if I'm gonna keep going, a uh, sidecar is good. Sidecar. I knew you were gonna Donut. say sidecar. I was like, when's he gonna say sidecar? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. It's yes. <laughs> Donut okay. friend downtown. And if you about that life, take your ass down to Cranshaw and Slauson and go to Slauson Donuts. Yes. Okay, you, okay. Support yeah. black businesses, I'm assuming. Of course. <laughs> I hope it's yeah. I, you don't I, know. I think so. <laughs> If it's owned by white people, don't go there. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't go. <laughs> and really quickly, oh, speaking of black owned businesses in Atlanta, Sublime Donuts, black owned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, Revolution Donuts in Atlanta. And we end in New York. Uh, Donut Plant in Flatbush. Yes. Is amazing. Donut, Donut Plant. Plants. Oh my God. I love mm-hmm. it. Yes. And Doe in Union Square is also great. Doe. That is so good. Boom. Wow. Um, thank you for taking us on that donut tour. Like, literally, I've I got to go to Atlanta. i got to try these these spots. Yeah, you know, I've never yeah. been to Atlanta. i got to go. What? Never. But, you know, y'all, the, the, the governor down there, I don't like him. That's a bad but that's dude. Stacey Abrams. But Stacey it, Abrams said, too. I know, but I'm just yeah, saying the guy who beat Stacey Abrams, well, fake beat Stacey Abrams, because we all fake know beat. that she won it. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, you know, I, I try not Well, to the spend. whites are going to always white, so you can't really, we got our yeah. own separate thing that's exactly. so different. I do need to go. I do need to go to Atlanta. That's yeah. one of Come the- on down. And I can bring you to the best wing spots, best strip clubs, best yes. donut okay. spots. I've always wanted to go to an Atlanta strip club. Me too. Because those girls- mm. They're like actual athletes on the pole they're athletes, in Atlanta. athletes, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, what yeah. I've seen, like, I, I mean, I love, I would love to see that uh, in person because I've seen videos of these girls mm-hmm. doing their thing, and I'm just like, I just, sis, I just want to tip you because you're doing great. You're doing a great job. Come on. And I know and I took one yes. pole class, one pole class, and I gave up because go. it's really hard. Like it's it's yeah. very difficult, and those girls go through a lot to do those tricks. You know. Yeah, that's real. It's very difficult. I have a question for you, Tian. Um, mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a proverbial sad boy, as you describe in your IG caption? Because I love that. Uh, <laughs> so let's just let our So I feel like everybody had some like cool bio. And I didn't have a, a bio for the longest. And I'm like, I'm such a cancer. Like, such a cancer. It's my sign, my mm-hmm. son. And it's also my moon. So I'm like oh, a so double you're cancer. double cancer. I think... When people meet me, they they see that I'm very like open and kind. That's the that's the Leo energy. But when you get to know me, I'm very empathic and intellectual mm. and very much everything is feeling based. And I would always have friends say, oh, you're such a cancer. <laughs> like it, you know, was a bad thing. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I'd, I'd be on my sad boy shit, and it's fine. Like I'm gonna wear my all black. I'm gonna listen yes. to my Amy Winehouse and Billie yes. Holiday. Yes. I'm gonna like <laughs> have my blue light <laughs> in the apartment and lie in my bed and listen to lo-fi. Like it's great. Ugh. It's great. Um, and it's a lifestyle, and it's one that I can embrace my feelings and who I am, and then go out into the world and conquer that shit and not project on other people. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. That part. That's Ooh, right. That's called boundaries. Yeah. That's um, also just that. it's called emotional, emotional intelligence. Anybody? Intelligence. That yeah, that's Thank what you. I was gonna say. Emotional intelligence, and I yes. love that. Um, I am also very emotional. People don't really know that about me because I really mm-hmm. try to keep it in. Because guess what my signs are? I am <laughs> Aries with a Scorpio moon, so I am <laughs> flames. You know, she's so, fire. Uh, fire. So there's just a lot of fire happening in there. So yeah. um, my emotions are a little dangerous. But that's the difference with fire and water. Like if I'm upset, I'm just so internal. But fire signs, like my sister's a fire sign. And it's just, yeah. Like you guys are so external. And I, I wish I could be that at times, but I'm just going to go get sad. I'm just, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Do, it wants to go external real quick. Uh, but I have to have a job. So I keep a lot of it in. Um, the only people who get it is strangers. Like if you okay. fuck with me out in the wild and I don't give a fuck about who you are or, or what you're about or whatever, you could get it from from jump. But, uh, you know, people who I care about or job situations, you have to really work to get me there to the point where you see the... The flames come out of my ears, but it can happen. Okay, be honest. When's the last time you beat somebody ass? Never. <laughs> never. Hands never, or with never. words or with words. Because a verbal spar is a, is yes. a thing too. Yeah. That might have been just last week then. <laughs> Anybody can get it. Anybody I'll get you a t-shirt. Anybody can get it. Well, I know this like inner sad boy energy, this cancer energy sometimes manifests as like an inner critic. That can be talking to you sometimes. I want to know, are there ways that you found to manage or silence that inner critic, especially as you're on this incredible journey Mm -hmm. of starring in your first show? That's real. I can't even deflect from that one. Um, That's something I'm still dealing with. Uh, Mm -hmm. Imposter syndrome is a real thing. Uh, Lack of self-worth, self-love is is real. And you you have to come to terms with with that. And it's it's a day-to-day thing. And I think having good people around you who affirm you, mm-hmm. who uh, speak into you, mm-hmm. um, having a good sense of self and expression, like, again, not letting that weigh you down, but finding ways to release and purge that is important. Uh, and I try to do it in healthy ways. Like, that's why I work out so much or yeah. I make sure mm-hmm. I journal. Um, yeah. Because I know, like, during the pandemic, that was, like, my quarter life crisis and it was very mm-hmm. um you know it was reckless in a lot of ways like I started off listen okay so I started <laughs> off the pandemic with like three or four tattoos that was in I started getting them around January February What'd you by get? June I had 27 27 <gasps> tattoos you were I have 27 tattoos I started 2020 with three to four tattoos now oh, I'm no, at the makeup team and I got them all in time. Time. Oh my god <laughs> What did you get? What's your favorite one? Uh, uh, okay, I have Zero Neil Hurston on my forearm, and it says, if you are silent about your pain, they'll kill you and say that you enjoyed it. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, I 
love that. See, look, you got you got deep tattoos. You know what I'm saying? I was deep expecting it to be like shit, Mickey yeah. Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I ain't no basic bitch. Nah. <laughs> I Every, everything so deep. He was cancer. Yeah, he told me that. Uh, yeah. you know. But part of that was like, kind. I don't want to say coping, but part of it was like self care in its own way to get tattoos. Do you feel? Yeah. Like? Um. I know. At the time, I think it was just externalizing what I felt internally. Mm, but gotcha. that wasn't the best way to deal with it. I'm still appreciative of the ones that I got during that yeah. time, but mm-hmm. I've grown and learned to, you know, deal with it in other ways. And yeah. now that's, you know, my art or just being present in the world. I, I mm. love how we can connect with humanity just when we're out, just making sure you look people in the eye, whether they're homeless or they're going through something to acknowledge, you know, their humanity, being yeah. out in nature and just appreciating, you know, the universe's creations. I think to be present is the most beautiful thing. And, you know, I try to always do that daily. I write that. I write it down sometimes, like not like every time that I find myself distracted, but when there are days where I'm extremely distracted, I will literally just write down in my notebook, be present. And at least for the moment that I'm writing it down, I am, you know, even if it doesn't extend beyond like the 10 seconds it takes for me to write that, I'll just be like, Amy, be present. And then I'm like, okay, I was present just then. Now I can go back to being a distracted mess. But I am, it's so hard to actually just sit in the now of things, mm -hmm. right? Especially when you're in a period of growth like you are. And it's like, how do I find the ways to just like focus in the now and not fast forward to what my therapist says futurizing or or what's the other word it's like when you're thinking of chaos in your future <laughs> catastrophizing catastrophizing that's yeah. it mm. yeah it's like yeah um, yeah <laughs> being being present is the hardest thing is so much stimuli coming at you so many different mm-hmm. opinions people wanting you to be one thing just wanting you to be the idea of who you are and yeah. you're still trying to find a sense of self and move forward yeah. um so yeah, just finding ways to be present. Sometimes I'll just look up and you can see nothing yes. but you in the sky and you can see nothing around you. And sometimes that just centers me. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy time. during this time too, because yeah. you know something that we work so hard on is out in the world and people are finding it. And I love what that could be for the new generation. And I sometimes feel outside of myself in that moment because it yeah. is so different. Um, and so, so precious, you know, to me. So, yeah, I just, I try to find that separation. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, wait, I mean, you, you mentioned the show and like, yeah, I know we don't talk about work that much on this podcast, but I do want to know because your chemistry with your co-star is incredible. It's one of those things when I watch y'all, I'm like, y'all almost seem like siblings and I feel in, I, I, I feel like you must have like a lot of work wives, work husbands, work partners because it feels like your crew is really close and your cast is really close. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that same in a similar way that connection with Grace, like we work together outside of Insecure because we loved each other yeah. so much on Insecure and yeah. we knew like one day we're going to reconnect. And yeah. I I like that you just said that about Ashley because it feels like y'all are going to be in other things together down the line yeah. because y'all just have really yeah. good chemistry. Yeah, what, is, what a stunning angel. angel. She's so good on it, too. You Both of you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just to watch her is, is, is amazing. Um, and I just love being around, like, beautiful women, strong women, black 
women. Like, mm-hmm. I have two sisters. I only have sisters. So, you know, oh. I'm the oldest. Oh, and yeah. That, that's why you're so, so like, sweet. That's, that's why. <laughs> like, you just, you you are, you can tell that you stand Black women. Yeah. Like, you can just tell. Yeah. One of my brothers told me once that because I was, um, he would tell girls that I wrote for certain shows to pick up ladies. <laughs> That's such a flex. That's such a flex. flex. You know who my sister is? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe I can bring you on set, (laughs) mom. You know that one show? My sister's on it. So, you know, you want to give me your number? That one too. I know you saw that one on that network. Yeah, she worked for that one too. Yeah, she worked for that one too. What's your favorite show? Yeah, that's my sister's show. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it's it's, it's, it's my sister's show. But it's it's really the it's really the homies though. It's the homies from down south. Because your my homies in South Carolina and Atlanta is like they vibe with probably usually not my show. And they'll be like, hey, you know this one show on the CW, right? You know the gay nigga? Yeah, yeah. That's my homeboy right there. Yeah. 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 He, he, going, he, going, he going to space and shit? That, that my boy 10. Yeah, my Hell boy. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 exactly. I can tell him, say what's up to you. Yeah, fuck with your boy. It's, it's really that. I am obsessed with you making like hardcore super mask niggas talk about you to get girls. Like, oh, I love I love a boy that loves the sisters because uh, you know we work oh, yeah. hard it's for you guys. We really Come do. On. Like, can we talk about legacy? I just can I can I just give an yes, interpretive please. black woman history lesson? We love yes. all our black women from the beginning of time, I and mean, we're gonna talk about specifically our industry. Yes. Let's shout out to the Nina. Made McKinney's and they had yes. McDaniels and Dorothy Dandridge. Yes. As we just keep moving through time, mm-hmm. um, even you, the era when you went. Diane, yes, oh, let's do it. Diane, Diane Carroll, Eartha mm-hmm. Kitt, Cicely mm-hmm. Tyson, Diana yes. Ross, and then our '90s sisters. You know, we had Moesha, Sister okay. Sister, One on One, like girl family. I mean, girlfriends, living single, living single. <laughs> different worlds, mm, the original friends, yes. the different world, like the original friends. <laughs> Let's talk about legacy. Talking about legacy, I want to talk about yours a little bit. You said, you were quoted as saying that you were inspired by watching Omar from The Wire, a gay, dark-skinned Black man kiss another Black man. What do you Mm -hmm. hope people take away from watching you in this new series, Tom Swift? I hope they see freedom. Mm. I hope they see a boundless future. I hope they see possibility without forgetting the legacy to know what and who we stand on. And to know where we can go, to know that we do exist in the future and that we are going to help build the future, that we help build this country and this, this uh, foundation that we stand on. You know, that's us. Our blood is in the soil, our sweat, our tears, our bones. Um, it's in the waters, the voyage over here. And I hope um, all of that is felt along with our ancestors lie down and stood up so that we could move forward. And I just want to be a bridge in that way um, to show that we we look so different in all of our identities and all of our intersections. And we don't have to be held back by oppression at all times. Well, it's always going to be something in our way, but it's a resilience to our spirit. And I just want to be a part of that um, and unapologetic in that identity. And that's what I loved about who Omar was on screen and how Michael Mm -hmm. K. Williams embodied Mm -hmm. that so beautifully. And many other queer characters, he was a beautiful ally in that way with how he gave his artistry for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want to do the same. And this is only the beginning. I hope to play a myriad of things that will to to lend to that legacy. But to just have my coin in the the pond just feels good. I love that. 
I feel so much better now that we've talked. Proverbial sad boy. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! I'm obsessed with that. Oh, oh well, Amy's right. You know, stuff still sucks, but uh, it sucks a little less since we talked to you. Yeah. Do you have anything coming up that you want to tell us about? Anything you'd like to plug as in a specific episode to tune in for? Any sort of twists we need to know about the show? Ooh, well, the season is still airing, so make sure you guys tune in live. But if, you know, streaming's more your thing, check it out on the CW app or on HBO Max when the season wraps. Um, but yeah, we air every Tuesday at 9, 8 Central, CW. Episode 4 is coming up, which is dope because it's called And the Chocolate Cowboys. So Ooh, we kind of go... I like me a chocolate cowboy. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Midwest. And you kind of see some some cowboy energy come off. We got our old town road shit, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we love Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X, yeah. you listening? Yeah, Lil Nas X. Listen. <laughs> Montero. Montero, you hear Montero. that? Montero. <laughs> hey, Montero. What up, boy? Hey, Montero. Uh, <laughs> oh, you paying attention? <laughs> ah, thank you so much, Tian. This was amazing. You guys are amazing. I love this. Thank you for this today, truly. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay, so to close us out, we're going to do our creative tap-in, which is our segment about creativity. Amy, are you ready for this week's quote? Ooh, am I ever. Let's go. Okay. Make an empty space in any corner of your mind, and creativity will instantly fill it. That is by D. Hawk. I'll read it one more time. Make an empty space in any corner of your mind and creativity will instantly fill it. That's by D. Hawk. Hmm. I mean, I wish I believed you, D. Hawk, but I think based on your name and this quote, that you were born before the internet. I feel like if I make an empty space in any corner of my mind, Instagram will instantly <laughs> fill it, or Twitter will instantly fill it, or a to-do list will instantly fill it, or worries about the pandemic will instantly fill it. I want this to be true. I don't know how to make empty spaces in my mind. Uh, so I don't quite connect with this quote, but I will say... That in the rare moments, like, I know we talked with a past guest about, like, being good to ourselves and taking vacations. And in the rare moments where I have been able to do that and I actually experience blank, you know, mm -hmm. like, live life but without the to-dos, I do feel more creative. Mm -hmm. So I want to support the quote by saying, I believe that can occur. <laughs> <laughs> if the right circumstances are there. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like the essence of it. What does it make you think of, Grace? Um, well, I agree with you that it's very hard to make empty corners mm. of the mind. It actually made me think a lot about meditation. And um, mm. it's a practice that I want to do more. But it's a frustrating practice to me because my mind is literally so busy. So this is yeah. like an aspiration of mine because I do know that there have been times in my life where I have been able to really successfully complete a meditation practice. And really, this, yeah, the, the, the weird thing is the more you do it, the, the easier it gets. But those first couple of weeks are so torturous <laughs> to someone like <laughs> me whose brain uh. is so Girl, I don't meditate neither. Busy. Like, my brain is busy. And then 
I also am a perfectionist. So it's sort of like, I also want to meditate right, you know? So Mm -hmm. if I feel Mm -hmm. myself thinking too much, I'm like, I'm doing it wrong. And then, but then if you actually listen to the teachings of meditation, even if you are thinking, you're still doing it right. It's just that you have to let the thoughts move through you like water, like that. Oh, okay. There's a thought. Okay. You can go now. And, you know, so I have been able to reach um, Mm. that a little bit in my life at at certain Mm -hmm. times. Uh, And when I do, I do think that it does create sort of like a beautiful space. Uh, because mm-hmm. you're not identifying with so many thoughts that you have. Like, it's that idea of I am not my thoughts. So if you are yeah. not your thoughts, what are you? You are the space that is in between those thoughts. And sometimes when you are able to create that space, I find it's a beautiful place for creativity. It's a beautiful place to listen to God because, uh, you know, I, I talk to God a lot. Like, I, you know, I, I have mm. a similar practice to you uh, where I get up in the morning and I say affirmations and I thank God for things that have yet to come and all that different stuff. So I talk to yeah. God a lot. But the problem mm-hmm. is, is I don't listen as often as I talk. Uh, so yeah. I feel like this is reminding me today that maybe try to get into a meditation practice again because it does really enrich my life when I'm able to make it through the two weeks it takes to actually begin to see the benefits <laughs> of it. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I love that you know how to meditate. Uh, I wish don't tried it. And I know it's something that I should keep working on, but I hate being bad at things just like you. Yeah. So. Maybe future me. Maybe future me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to even, because sometimes I pop out of bed and I'm just like, oh, got work to do. It's got to, uh, you know, pop out of bed and and get these emails done before, you know, my day job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so it's hard to like be like, oh, I'm just going to spend five minutes just doing nothing. But in the end, it does actually help for your mental health and then also for your creativity. Thank you for, for that gentle reminder, Hawk. And thank you guys for listening to The Antidote. We hope this injected a little bit of joy into your week. I know it did mine. How about you, Amy? Oh, I feel good, girl. We should do this again sometime. All right, we'll be here next week. And in the meantime, if you'd like to follow us on social, follow me, Grace, at Gracieact. That's G-R-A-C-Y-A-C-T. And follow me, Amy, at Amy Aniobi. That's A-M-Y-A-N-I-O-B-I. And follow the show at The Antidote Pod. That's the with two E's. If you like feeling good about yourself, please subscribe and rate us five stars at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Goodbye. And remember, you're part of a legacy. The Antidote is hosted by us, Amy Aniobi and Grace Edwards. It's produced by Jenna Hanchard, and our associate producer is Taylor Polidor. Our executive producer is Erica Krauss, and our editor is Erica Janik. Sound mixing by Derek Ramirez. Digital production by Mishu Sayuni. Talent booking by Marion Ways. Our theme music was composed and produced by TT the Artist and Cosmo the Truth. EPM studio executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. Concept created by... 
Amy Aniobi and Grace Edwards. Send us your antidotes at antidoteshow.org. And remember to follow us on social media at The Antidote Pod. That's the with two E's. The Antidote is a production of American Public Media. Bye.